beauty business babe. My name is Kelly Callahan. I'm a corporate dropout turned beauty business CEO. I started my journey seven years ago with the last $2,000 in my pocket and a huge vision to succeed. Since then, I've been able to grow my small mobile spray tanning business into a half a million dollar international business. I'm here to share my knowledge so you too can create more income and have more freedom. Because if I can do it, I know that you can do it too, sis. Let's get glowing. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I'm really excited to have one of my good friends, Lucy Salguero. She will be on here with me today and just chatting about being in the sunless industry. She has, I think she has three kids. She has a lot of kids. <laughs> For me, that's a lot because <laughs> I have one and I don't know how people handle two, three, or four or more, but she has some kids, so she's a mama. She has been in the sunless industry for a very long time, so I'm really excited to hear more about her story. Hi. I do have a lot of kids. <laughs> so I saw you pop on as soon as I said that. I was like, I don't know how many kids she has. like three, but that's... I mean, for me, one's a lot, so I'm just weak. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> a lot. Thank you so much for taking your Memorial Day um, out and spending some time with me, Lucy. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, I'm so it. to have you. So for those of them who don't know you, can you do just a brief introduction of who you are and what you do? Hi, girls. Um, yeah, so I am my very own everything regarding business related um, content creator <laughs> photographer just being creative but no I do spray tanning and teeth whitening as of last year and I've been with you as a spray tan educator for the past almost two years it's almost gonna be yeah I think this year time flies 2019 I think is when we started training and stuff so crazy crazy how time flies it's so crazy. Um, thank you so much again for being here. And the reason why I love Lucy and why I wanted to connect with her as far as having her on as a spray tan class leader is not only your experience, but your vibe. Like you're such a woman's woman. And I love that about you because I think we need more of that in our industry. So can you let us know a little bit about how you got into the sunless industry and possibly maybe what you did prior to the sunless? industry yeah um so I was actually a college student I took a little time off and then I went back into what I really wanted to be which was a, um, a therapist a family marriage therapist so I was in getting my bachelor's degree for psychology and I just absolutely love it like I would sleep four hours just to be studying and I was sure I was going to go that route and especially that route because I wanted to help people I have to figure things out I love anything cognitive or behavioral, behavioral and studying and testing results and all of that. And so um, before that, I've always wanted to own my own business as well. And I think I have that in me and in my DNA with my family background. And so I'm like, well, being a marriage family therapist, I get to do both. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, I was nannying for a very well-known family. They're still my kids. I mean, they're in like high school now and graduating, but they're still like my my children, my first four kids, and I didn't want to leave them. And but I wanted to make more money. So I'm like, okay, I want to buy a house like I want to be a young girl 
um, my husband was there already. Like we were, we weren't married, but we knew we were going to be. So we had a wedding to plan and I decided to start spray tanning. I think I saw something on TV and I was like, oh my goodness, my area needs that. I already have like the higher end clientele and I want to make sure that I give my area, Fresno, Central California, what nobody has. So a total luxury experience. And how am I going to do that? So I have to invest in my training. I have to invest in my equipment and in my solutions. And there was like no trainings out there available. I researched. Mm -hmm. And if they were, I honestly, because I think now I'm starting to see some that have been around, but I'm like, if their website looked very outdated, I would think it was a scam and I wouldn't join. Mm -hmm. So I probably ended up hurting myself, which I did. It took me such a long time to learn how to spray tan on my own and with the little information. So I got like a DVD training course with my equipment. I was literally sold the wrong equipment. I was sold the Iwata uh -huh. big compressor, the rectangular one. And yeah. I was literally airbrushing people oh. in their bathrooms, in their bathtubs, <laughs> in their showers. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't quit, Kelly. I did that for like two years, a year and a half. And then the thing is that God or, you know, the universe had somebody steal my equipment and I go and I purchase it again. Wow. Wow. Why did I do that? And can I have one clarification really quick for those of you guys who are watching that are like, isn't airbrush the same thing as spray tanning? It's, it's not actually. So airbrush tanning is using a tool kind of looking like this where the spray comes out in a tiny, tiny point. So this is typically now used for contouring or henna tattoos or even makeup, right? Um, but now we've evolved to using something called an HBLP machine, which is an actual spray gun. I don't have it in around me, but it's, oh, you have one. There you go. That's what that is. So when she says, um, I got an airbrush, which is the wrong piece of equipment, she got this tool. So that means that she has to like spray somebody's entire body just using this instead of using something that would take like five to 10 minutes, which yeah. would be has. So, so somebody stole your equipment. Yeah. And I go and, and I buy it again. Same one. <laughs> and, I did. Then, and then you just kept airbrushing. Well, I kept airbrushing and kept Googling and researching and wondering why it would have like this cloud of overspray everywhere. And it would take me 45 minutes to spray tan a human being. And I'm like, how do people make money? And like, I would streak them and they were uneven and poor things. They would let me go back. And sometimes I would no joke. You're not supposed to touch your client, but I would go scrub the bottom of their feet because I just wanted to keep the client <laughs> and I wanted them happy. And I wanted them to see that I was trying and like really wanting to learn. And I would write everything, everything down so that I could perfect my skills. And I think I did learn a lot. So then a year and a half, I think almost two years later, I went and I purchased um, through Sholi. I got the Apollo and it's like a rolling case. It's been discontinued. I don't even like to show it because everybody always wants it. It's not available anymore. It's so beautiful. I love it so much. And I did that and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm done in 10 minutes in and out. Why didn't I get this machine? Because that machine already existed. I just was like $300 for a machine. No, I'm going to invest. I'm going to pay $1,000 for my machine. That made no sense. Um, but I wanted to be that luxury high-end clientele since the beginning. It took me a year, all of 2008, to like really learn and purchase and think of my name. 
tanning lux and I wanted it to be like, I was already thinking ahead, like one day I'm going to have a salon. One day I'm going to be known as the best in my area for mobile spray tans. And I'm going to make a name for myself. Um, not knowing anyone because I don't have relatives or friends here. And that's just how I started in the beginning, just like a lot of writing and, and, and vision planning. And I still stayed manning and I finished my bachelor's degree and I just continued to do mobile. Since then, we've gotten married, started our family. We're on our fourth child on the way. Oh my God, that's a lot of kids. Are we talking about me? <laughs> but you're strong enough to do it. Oh. I can't be doing all that. I would have a stroke, I think. <laughs> I'm about to. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's, that's so awesome that you had this vision to do what you're doing now and you're accomplishing all your goals. And I love the fact that you mentioned that, you know, it's taking you time to actually do this. It's not something where you like thought of this idea and then overnight it happened, you know, it came to fruition. It was like years of work, years of building and years of really trying to get the right type of clientele. Cause I think a lot of people that go into the beauty industry or really any industry, if they're entrepreneurs, um, especially first timers that don't really have friends or family that are entrepreneurs, they have this misconception conception that you know they're looking at all these people on social media and they're like that person has it so easy they got a million dollars overnight I know that if they can do it I can do it which there's a part of that that's true where it's like if I if they can do it I can do it but you're not seeing all of the behind the scenes of how long it actually takes and all the ups and downs and all of the failures and mistakes that happen throughout their entire journey. Because trust me, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. Um, I'm pretty open about those kinds of things because I think that it brings, it's just reality, right? Like I want to bring that awareness to people. But speaking on that, what were some of the major hurdles that you uh, confronted when you first started your business? There's a couple of them. And one of them, I really didn't acknowledge it or allowed myself to really accept and go through the process of emotions. And I think I hope that a lot of people can relate to this. Unfortunately, I think it's very true. But when we went to Wulu that mm -hmm. you hosted, um, we talked about and I don't remember who it was. I don't know if it was she looks you just mentioned her but someone mentioned that sometimes we have shame in what we do. And that was very true for me. Mm -hmm. So because I was taking so long and the years kept passing by and I still struggled to build my clientele. And I read a lot of books and I read a lot of articles and I was really trying to be proactive. I mean, a lot of this, that but the platforms that exist now weren't available to me. So I was literally alone mm -hmm. and I can't really relate as a spray tanning artist with anyone else that does hair or makeup or anything in the beauty industry, because we're not the same. It's not, it, it's just, it's very different. So nobody could understand me, not family, not friends. And I have to be very, very proactive. And I have to be my biggest cheerleader. And I have to like, get myself to go and think outside of the box. So I think allowing myself to be creative mm -hmm. was a hard one for me, because I didn't, I didn't realize I was so creative. And I think I still have a hard time accepting it. Now I kind of see it. Mm -hmm. But that one was hard. And then having the shame of like, oh, I'm a spray tanning artist. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I don't know. I was so proud to be an entrepreneur. Like as soon as it happened, I was like, I'm the best. I'm the best. <laughs> like I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I 
beginning, you know, everyone sucks in the beginning when you're trying something new and you have yeah. to like learn that that's a part of the process is just embracing the suck. But I also like you had that vision. I was like, I'm going to be somebody big in this industry. Like I want to do big things. I want to do different things. I want to make sure that I give my full ass to this and not my half ass because I wanted it to work so badly. So I don't know if I necessarily experienced any shame around it. I think I was kind of like the opposite, which is weird. I don't yeah, know. But no, that's awesome. That's awesome. I think that for me, it was, it's definitely on a personal level. And it's because, mind you, I went to school for business administration or accounting. I don't know, something with business. And yeah. I, I was at my local um, state university. And I sucked at numbers. Mm-hmm. And I was so depressed. I thought I was like a failure. I was like, how am I going to have a known business in the future? I'm like a disgrace to my family. <laughs> I, went into, I went into a deep depression. So now here I go, you know, I've done a lot of work and um, therapy for myself. And, and, and I go back to like, okay, this industry, I've always loved psychology. I'm going to go and I'm going to give it my best. And I did. I got like 4.0 throughout the rest of my um, school years. But it was that change and shift of like, oh, it's okay to be, you know, artistic and creative and an entrepreneur and to do something that no one's done. And I used to get, um, I used to try to go and meet people um, and anyone that was involved in a charity, I would be like, do you need more donations? I'm happy to donate a spray tan or hi, let me introduce myself. I'm happy to give you a free spray, spray tan. Like I wanted to meet people and, and and I was a very shy person I think I still am so that was nerve-wracking for me I had to come overcome that and get out there and because like I just started saying recently like being shy don't make me money so I have to not be shy and push myself because no one's going to do it for me I don't have an ambassador cheering me on sure. I have to do that I'm my own face and so all of that I think encompassed it and and that's where I got that like I don't I don't know if it is shame but it was like like that uncomfortableness of being out there syndrome yes totally like imposter syndrome where you're like I don't know if I should say I'm a spray tanning artist because I've only been doing this for like a week you know and you're just like "Eh," it doesn't sit well it's funny because I've always said this for for a long time ever since I started my entrepreneurial journey I've realized how much of a personal growth experience it's been and how many like egos had to die in order for me to become who I am today. It's like the craziest, craziest thing because I don't know that I would have realized a lot of things had I not jumped into entrepreneurship because I have to take full responsibility for everything that I'm doing within my business. And I realized how much I suck at certain things and when I thought I was you know, good at them or um, how good I am at certain things when I thought I sucked at them. So it's really, really cool to be able to like shed light on that, especially while growing a business, you know, because I'm like, okay, I can see my business growing. So that means I'm growing. I feel like it's a direct reflection, um, which is so works. I would have never thought that would have been the case, but that's what it was like for me. No, same. I think that real- realization is kind of along the same lines because yeah, you are your business. You are separate, but there is still a little like limb <laughs> you know, of yours out there. And you have to know how to integrate it and separate it. And you kind of do this all day long, every day, you know, throughout the year. 
And so I think that was the hardest part and having to level up and having to step up and having to do these, you know, lives and videos and having to do what you would have never done, never would have imagined and, 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 and continue to go, to go in spite of, you know, when I leave here eight at nine o'clock at night, super tired. And like, you can't move the next day and your arm hurts or your back or whatever it is. It's, remembering your goal and remembering like, no, this is why like I'm on a mission to accomplishing my goals. And like having for me, I always have my vision in front of me, I have it in my phone screen, I have it at home, I have it in my bathroom, I have it everywhere. And so that's been a whole journey process that I don't think I would have ever done even with my background that I do know, and, and all the studies I like to read and all that stuff. So it's it's been really fun. And it's been really painful to see like, oh, I do this. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I did that. Like, oh, that, that doesn't sit well with me. Why? And then you go and you reflect and it's something about your childhood or something about a experience you had. And it's like, you can't bring that into the business. So you got to work through it and mm -hmm. let it go, get rid of it. And then it's just, it's that transformation of like, oh my goodness, or inspiring people. I, like you were saying, I just love being able to share things and I always tell people like you have to be proactive like I know you want the answer but if you're not out there being proactive for your own business it's not going to work out for you because you're going to be upset with one of us or the industry or or something like you have to be so involved in your business so that you can understand what it's like to you know start your website start marketing yourself start branding yourself start hiring people start um, getting more clients start you know finding that right color on skin tone. If, if you don't have that experience, it's not gonna, it's not gonna come easy. It's gonna be a struggle, for sure. So I remember, um, I remember like speaking to you when we first met, and I remember how shy you were. Um, I do remember you being like scared to be on video or you know scared to show up in certain ways. So. Can you kind of, because I feel like there has been a transformation over this last year with you where like, you're kind of like me, like we'll go hard in the paint for like a little bit and then we'll kind of like slowly disappear and then we'll come back and then we'll disappear, right? So, but I've seen more and more of you over this year. So for those who are listening right now, who maybe are a little bit more shy or introverted, or maybe they're just like scared to show up on these lives or videos because I look at you now and I'm like, you know, you're so calm and you're so like confident. Like I would have never thought in a million years that you were shy or that you had a trouble getting onto video or anything like that. So for those who are listening, is there, are there some tips that you can share that allowed you to overcome that fear? Well, because you don't see my hands sweating. <laughs> <laughs> so my lip is like, oh God. <laughs> I just turned off the heater and this room was cold. <laughs> Um, no, I think that I'm still going through it. Uh -huh. And it's definitely a process and steps. So instead of seeing this whole like, I remember sometimes we had to do videos, you know, for for you or for whatever it was that I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. I would put post it notes on the back of, you know, I have the ring light right there and on the wall. And then once in a while, I would glance at them and remember that point. Mm -hmm. So that would help me. And I, it, you know, something big, so you can actually see it. So you're not like, they're looking at it like you're reading. Right. So it's just a cue. So I would do that. And then I wasn't so much focused on what I was saying and how I looked. I was concentrating on making sure I read, I said the points. So that helped me. 
I also have a really good friend of mine who is a producer and she's really good about making me do these videos. So when she comes home for vacation or whatever it is, she stops by. She's like, no, we got to do a little tutorial. Come on, just start. Uh, don't worry about how you look. Just, just share. Oh my, that's such a good friend. She was, she I is, she really is. <laughs> and she'll tell me my angles, my speeches, when I slur, my little like tone of was, yeah, she, she lets me know it all. That's I, it's hard, but I love it because I've been able to, I'm like, oh, I do do that. And so that has helped me. And also she would tell me good points. Whenever you're talking about something that you love and that you have a passion for and that you're knowledgeable about, you forget you're talking on camera because you just get in your head of like, oh, let me show this, 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 this and that. Yeah. And so then by the time that you already just like, she would say, leave the camera rolling. Don't worry about how it looks. You can always cut, cut and crop and just start sharing. And we can do this a million times. You could do it a million takes if you'd like. And so then we would just talk about it. And then I was like, oh yeah, that wasn't so bad. So definitely exposure. Um, but because let me tell you, sometimes I would go home like at one in the morning doing a 20 second video of like, hi, I'm Lucy, I'm Spray Tan Classes, Master Educator in Fresno, California. I would say like, I own Spray Tan Classes. I'm like, no, I don't. Why would I say that? And it's just so uncomfortable and awkward and like, you know, you say things you don't even mean or gestures you recognize that you're your hardest critic. But like, again, I just started telling myself being shy don't make me money. Come on, I got to do this. Exactly. And, and I just I just started little by little. And it just it becomes you get desensitized. You get mm -hmm. desensitized with everything. I just think about driving, how nervous we were when we first got behind the wheel. Not me. I got in that car like I knew how to drive a stick shift because I was going to drive my stick shift that had been sitting outside for three days. Yeah. And so sometimes it's just your perspective. Like, are you going to be nervous and like, you know, take a long time to learn it? Or are you just going to be like, no, I got this. Watch me. Even if you don't mean it, even if you don't believe it, even if you're like sweating, eventually you start embodying that. So, yeah. yeah. And I think listening to different podcasts always helps me because you're not alone. And sometimes you've seen like the best, most intelligent people like Elon Musk, regardless of if you like him or not. But he sucks at speaking. Like, mm -hmm. he's not the best public speaker. And the guy's a genius, apparently. And so it's like, oh, okay. So it's not, you're not the only one, Lucy. Like, you can do this. and Just share what you know and just share from your heart. So that's helped me. Yeah, I think those are all really great pieces of advice. Because, you know, one of the things, and I still notice this from time to time, when I go into a situation and I don't care too much about it, that's when I succeed. That's like the weirdest thing. And I feel like this with so many different things, like even playing pool or when I go bowling, like it's so random. But when I, and I used to say this, like, so I used to play beer pong. I was like a party animal when I was in my twenties. So I like throw the ball and I'm like, okay, don't give a fuck. Like I would yell it out. <laughs> as I was throwing it because like I'm very competitive so like I wanted to win but it's in those instances where I didn't like I let go of having so much control or like um I surrendered is a better word to use to whatever situation was happening and like I just had more fun with it and didn't take it so seriously and I was just kind of like oh like it's not a big deal you know those are the times when I typically do best. It's usually when I'm in a state of chaos or like a state of, 
oh my God, like what are they going to think about me instead of thinking about like, what am I giving them when I'm, and I'm talking about speaking right now. So if I'm speaking on a stage or speaking um, even like on these lives or whatever, instead of thinking about me and what the perception is of everybody else towards me, because I can't control that, um, I need to focus and I need to shift that focus on like, what am I giving? What type of value am I giving? What kind of vibe am I giving? What kind of energy am I giving? Um, because once I do that, then everything changes for me personally. So for those of you guys who are listening, who are like, oh, I'm scared to get on live or I'm scared to do a YouTube video or whatever. I think one thing that Lucy said was talk about something that you are passionate about, something that you love, something that you know in and out. And once you just start practicing and continuing doing it, it like it gets easier and easier and easier. So I personally know that video marketing for me has elevated my business tenfold. There's like no doubt about it. How has it influenced you in your business that you've noticed? I always get, of course, DMs or more bookings. So it, 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 it motivates you to keep doing them. And it is time consuming. And, and I mean, thank goodness for the filter schools. You don't always have to put makeup on anymore. Yeah. But it is, it is helpful for that reason. Like, you know, yesterday doing the spray tan class training, people are like, oh, how much is the class? Do you have availability? And they just have questions. So it's that engagement. And if you have that engagement in your DMs, then people are going to continue to show up and follow you and your, your posts are going to show more on your, the algorithm of Instagram or social media. So it, 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 it just, it's a win-win and as uncomfortable as it is, it's just to keep doing it. A lot of the things I also did, I just remembered was I don't like taking selfies because I'm uncomfortable mm. and I was, and now I'm like, no, showing behind the scenes is part of me being on camera. So showing the accidents when I spill solution on my hand or what I'm wearing or, you know, I've worn one shoe for another and it's making fun of yourself because it's, it's right. happened to other people. So you beat them to the punch, make fun of yourself and always making people laugh or sharing information always attracts more. And then again, you forget that you are the one that, you know, you're like, taking your selfie or being on video and hi and we're gonna do this and it's no we're not trained for that we're not trained to be phone book speakers but we're more authentic that mm -hmm. way and that's what they want to see us how they see us when they come in the room to get us pay channel or you know if they see us in the street or, or the people that really know you will be the first ones to tell you like oh my gosh you're you're doing so much better and they're like yeah okay how did I sound did I stutter did I sound like a robot and so just that feedback because it is it's hard it's embarrassing it's very embarrassing in the beginning but push through it because again they're not making you money <laughs> absolutely I think we get stuck in the fear so much and this is in so many regards of like what other people are going to think of us so that stops us from starting the business that stops us from growing the business that stops us from showing up online like you don't I don't know if anybody has any idea like how many dms I've got I've received since the very beginning because I've been creating videos for probably like seven years now and if you guys go on my youtube channel they are shitty they're all shitty they're, I mean the newer ones are better but like they were really really bad but the thing is is that people were able to like see my face and say oh that's a real person and she's doing the same thing I'm doing or want to do, the mobile spray tanning. That's interesting because I think I'm going to work with her as opposed to somebody else that I don't like know 
because they don't show themselves on video. And I've received so many DMs of like women um, that are in the beauty industry saying like, man, like I wish I can get on live or I wish I can do video or I wish I could like be as confident as you are. And I'm not the most confident person. Like I am confident, but there are moments that I have where I'm like, oh my God, I'm not deserving of this. And again, it's like a personal journey that, you know, a personal growth journey that we all have to go through as an entrepreneur. But if you know that you should be on live, if you know that you need to be doing videos, if you know that you need to be doing something, starting the business, whatever it is, it's so important for you to detach from the possibility of somebody else looking at you and thinking you're dumb because no matter what, no matter how good or bad you are, someone's going to think you're dumb. Someone's going to think that you're not good for the position or you're not doing the right thing. And we live so much and we don't realize this. We live so much for other people's thoughts or feelings or emotions or whatever. And I don't think that's living like an authentic life, you know, that's living for other people. And it's so wrong because these people that we probably don't even know are taking away the possibility of us living our absolute best life. So it's just not fair for us to like not show up. Totally. I think that you made me think two things. One was that whoever thinks that you are dumb or silly or how dare you or whatever, you know, in their head won't tell you. And if they do tell you, then it's just a perception of, of, of themselves. And you've taught me that, like, it's just whatever they, they wouldn't dare to do something like this. And no, it's, it's, you wouldn't dare to do something like this. The only reason that you are doing this is because you care about your business that much. And you want to show the world how good you are, or how much you value your clients or how much you value your own talent, that you're willing to do that. So it is a few people that are going to go and step outside of that. And once you start changing that perspective, it starts, you start seeing things different and you get more courageous and you start pushing yourself and you kind of get these blindfolds that you don't care what people say or, or think. And you're like, okay, thanks. And you just keep going. So that's what I was thinking when you were saying that. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. Like I, it's funny because uh, when I first started my, my YouTube channel, um, and started my Facebook group, you know, I got a lot of hate from like older women or people who are in the industry for a long time. And, you know, there's so many instances where I could have been like, okay, they're right. I'm not qualified or enough, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not pretty enough, or I'm not this enough. Right. And for some reason, like, there's just this strong ass voice in my head. That's like, just do what you want to do. Like, just continue doing what you want to do. And I've been very independent ever since I was little. Um, and I have been a little bit bullied and stuff when I was growing up, but like nothing to the extent that I've actually experienced now in this day and for the last year, probably. And I, I attribute a lot of that to 2020 and COVID and people going through hard times, because like you said, it's a reflection of them and how they're feeling inside. So when I do get those really mean and malicious like podcast reviews or even on my YouTube channel or wherever it doesn't matter I first off now I take it so much differently because before I would get all pissed off and irate but like now I think about it and I'm like okay hold on is this feedback true like am I doing something that I could actually do better okay um is this person being malicious or are they actually constructive in their criticism all right. So when I do that, it's like this exercise. I start to realize like a lot of people are actually very malicious. And 
I actually, I feel bad for them. So I actually send them love. I'm like, okay, send them love. Like I do this all the time. It's so weird. I know a lot of people are like watching, like you're weird, but it's true. <laughs> and I feel so much better because I'm hoping that in some way, shape or form that by doing that, I'm hoping that they will feel that in some way and maybe make better choices as far as like what they want to share online. Cause we got so many keyboard warriors that don't show face and aren't like authentic in their criticism. They just want to hide behind fake names and stuff like that. So it's so hard for me to like um, see other people not start the business or be afraid to do things because of the possibility of all of that happening. Cause I'm sure you've seen it, Lucy. It happens a lot, especially in our industry. Totally. And it's really hard to, to kind of uplift someone when they feel so discouraged and so hurt because it is, it's hurtful. And again, it's, it's embarrassing. But the best thing that you can do is share your experience or share others that have done it regardless and share something, you know, even if we don't say a name and say like, you know, this is what happened and this inspired me. And so you just have to keep pushing through because sometimes, yeah, it could be like the same person who has different accounts saying just mean things. And then something I have always been a reader of motivational speakers and things like that. And one of my biggest inspiring book I read when I was 17 years old, and it's by Jim Rohn, if you know who he is, um, called Leading an Inspired Life. And he had this quote and oh my God, I just forgot. Ah. Oh, it was something like, I can't remember the quote, but it's something about like, work for your work at your job and make a living or work, work in yourself and make a future. Mm. And so then I think of that person who if I happen to know them or, or, or know about them, or if you could see their profile, okay, like, let me see your, your lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. And if it doesn't, match where I want to go then it just it makes no sense to me so I just kind of learned to start discarding it even if it hurts a little bit or even if it's like what they said what mm -hmm. why don't they know me mm -hmm. and I would not have the heart to do something like that or say something like that and people are just rude just for the sake of being rude and so I just say okay it's their karma mm -hmm. and and I just been saying that and moving along but yeah that quote really changed my life and it just it helps you when you keep something in your head and Again, you have to, I'm the, I'm such a crybaby, Kelly. I am the biggest crybaby in the planet. So listening to all of this constructive criticism and going through things that people will say because they're tough and they think you're tougher or they think you can handle or they just want to place their, their voice in unsolicited ways, it, it, it'll, it'll make me cry. And in the past, I think it would have made me just cry for months, for weeks. And it's like, what good did that do to me? Mm -hmm. It didn't. So now I'm like, okay, what can I learn from this? What, where's my lesson? Mm -hmm. What can I change? Because this happened to me for me to see something that I'm doing wrong. So over the years, I've applied it with just the way I greeted people or adding more to my prep instructions or, you know, having no shows and like, oh, I could have eaten. I could have had a bathroom break. I could have done this. I could have laid on the chair and sat down for 20 minutes. Okay, mm -hmm. well, now I'm requiring a credit card if you want an appointment. And if not, sorry. Or like, I'm sorry, I don't respond on Sundays. Little things like that. It's just going to make you a better business owner instead of like, oh, my God, why is she mad at me? Because I'm not responding on Sundays or I'm not open or whatever it is. So it's just, again, using the negative into fuel 
And that I, I, I didn't realize how good I am at that. Mm -hmm. And I will do it with tears and crying and all the pain in my gut and my chest. And I'm like, Oh, watch me here I come. And I've learned to do that with so much passion and so much love that now I look forward to that. <laughs> Honestly. That's so awesome. I love hearing that because it is like we mentioned a couple times during this talk, it is a personal growth journey and stuff like that takes time. So if you're still, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, I still get triggered when um, I get that negative review or that troll on my Instagram or whatever, I think one of the best practices is to take a step back, like don't respond, take a step back and actually like breathe for a couple of seconds, like take some deep breaths. If it's triggering you that much, and you're just like feeling like your adrenaline pumping, your heart's starting to pump. And honestly, do like a good inventory or like evaluation of what is actually the truth here, because people could just be having a bad day, or maybe they just don't like you. So whatever the case may be, maybe their cousin is a spray tanning artist in the next city. And like, there's so many things that can happen. So before you react with emotion, remove the emotion from the situation and look at it in like an analytical way and like a, a way that, you know, isn't going to bring so much, I guess, like you mentioned, like emotion to it, because I think we get a little bit foggy when we start thinking that people are personally attacking us. And with all of that adrenaline pumping and stuff, like I know for myself personally, I can't think clearly. And I always like get on the defense. So um, like you said, I have actually learned a lot from some of the people that have said things negatively on like Yelp or Facebook or whatever the case may be. And if you can learn to master this, where you really turn that negative into something positive, not only can you change the way that you run your business, but you can also change your life because you are no longer, you are no longer a prisoner to that feeling of like, oh my God, what are they going to say? Or what did they say? And just so much, so much negativity that happens when you don't know how to grow through that in a way that's graceful. So thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's so, so important. Um, I wanted to just ask you one last question because I know that we're going a little bit over the normal 30 minutes, but what is one piece of advice that you would give any beauty business professional that is just starting off? I'm going to say just the vision envision it one of the best things my mom who like our family story is really really pretty and really sad and now as I get older I think I appreciate it more and especially because I had a friend that was like well your mom talks like that I'm like yeah your mom did it like <laughs> to me it was normal but we've never been able to do anything because we've been in the position to do it so that is starting your business like I did it without knowing anyone and for buying a house, I did it without having like the money. I don't know. It just, I envisioned it. I, I said, I'm going to make it happen. And I just made it happen. And I do want to feel like a lot of it has to do with having that strong mindset and wanting that so badly, like wanting your life to change it first to start this here, like from your within, so your mind and your heart and just writing it down 
writing your goals, writing what you would envision, even in the future, like your long term, that encompasses that that dream, and start writing as much detail as you can as you start going along or as you start encountering experiences, and don't let yourself talk back out or out of it. I always say like do it even while you're trembling, but just like say yes. And you'll be surprised how many doors will open or how the people that you'll start meeting or like, oh my gosh, I actually got that. Like, I didn't even think of that. Like even being in the studio, I had my, I was mobile for nine years. I had no remote like inclination of me getting into a studio. I came next door to eat with my family and the kids and I had like, I'm nursing my six month old and I see my student, I'm like, let me go in and take a tour. And he's like, this room is available. I'm right, right in the front, I'm inside a solo salon. And he's like, do you want it? I'm like, yeah, let me go get my checkbook. I didn't even think about it. Because if you think mm -hmm. about it, you're going to talk yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't like let those negative thoughts bounce, even if they're from your, from your own mind and your own feelings. And they're probably logical. But like, no, because if you start listening to them, you're going to either delay your, your dream or your goal or your business or not do it at all. So yeah. I think that just having that vision, your, your dreams, just go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you mentioned um, making a decision basically like right away because that's one of the biggest culprits to us not growing is waiting to make the decision and going so back and forth. And I understand like there are certain things that you have to wait, but even like buying my house, I did it by myself. I didn't know what the process was, but I knew that I was going to do it. And literally on my birthday, I signed, um, I put the offer in for this house and I found the house within like a week or two, something like that. And I figured it all out. Like you will figure it out. You just have to say yes to the scary thing. Like most people would have been scared and terrified to do that without much thought into it or like looking at the schools. But like, I just knew that it was right for me. So listening to your intuition, allowing yourself to say yes and not allowing, because this is one, this is one thing that I hear a lot is like, my spouse doesn't support me or says like, I can't do this or I shouldn't do it. Or just because somebody that's close to you says that you shouldn't or couldn't or won't do it. I think that's even more reason to like prove them wrong. <laughs> you just reminded me of a couple of things. There is this one, um, Somebody asked this question, but I, or I don't know if we were talking about it in our group, but somebody reminded me of this lady. And again, I was nursing the same baby. So this was like three, four years ago. And she's like, oh, how's your little business going? And I'm like, oh, good. I'm just working part time. You know, I only work like 10, 15 hours. It's like, oh, that's cute. I'm like, I think so. I make enough like a full time employee person would in with a college education. So I think I'm doing pretty well. And she was just like. <laughs> and I'm like, you. reverse that. Don't try to put you. me down. And, 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 and with kindness, of course, always with love. <laughs> but it so. just, people don't know your dream and they don't know your experience and they don't know what you're studying and who you're connected with and who you watch and who inspires you. And like, you know, some people, another thing too, some people will do 120, 130 spray tans a week by themselves. Easy. And you're like, wow. And I remember when I used to do 20 spray tans in an entire year. <laughs> and so then it was like, I'm going to do 20 spray tans a month. Back I go to writing it down. And then it was like, I'm going to do 50 spray tans 
in a week and then back I go to writing it down. And so when you, again, that's why I'm so big on, on writing things down or having a planner or having a vision in front of you because it really does work. And you have to inspire yourself in spite of what mom and dad say, your siblings and your spouse, and sometimes even your children, depending on how old they are. They're always going to be opinions. And one thing I've gotten really good at is just keeping my my like I just know what I want and I'll share with my husband luckily he supports me but even when he doesn't I just say okay and it's because his experiences are different so they don't they don't know what you know they don't know what I know yeah so I you have to just kind of you know you're supposed to tell yourself everything but not when it comes to your plans and your visions because they're given to you for a reason and you are the only person that can take it to the next level and that can show the world your talents and what you have. Love that. So good. Shannon says, I'm glad I was trained by tanning Lux and being class. <laughs> That's awesome. We're glad to have you. Thank you so much. All right, Lucy. Well, I think we will end on that note. This has been one of my favorite lives so far because I love all things like psychology and spiritual shit and all of that stuff. So I think we brought business, spirituality, and psychology, and all of the things in this conversation. So and passion. <laughs> yeah. have passion. Yes, passion for sure. Thank you so much, Lucy. And for those of you guys who want to connect with Lucy, where can they find you? At tannylux.com. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lucy. I'll see You're you. You're welcome, Kelly. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate it. Bye. Hey, Beauty Business Babe, I really hope that you love this episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. If you love this free content and you want to give me some love, I would absolutely love for you to leave a five-star review here on iTunes or Spotify and make sure that you go ahead and screenshot your favorite episode, share it on Instagram, and tag me at I am underscore Kelly Ann for a chance to win a free prize. We will be doing free prizes every single month and I'm so excited to be giving away some of the courses and the product lines that I have available. Thanks so much for joining me. I love you guys long time and I'll see you on the next episode.